0: To the Vitafoods Insights Sustainability Series podcast, from responsible sourcing to supply chain logistics, this dedicated podcast addresses some of the industry's greatest challenges and champions the stories of sustainability success. Today's host is Natalia Franca Rocha, Content and Conference Manager.
1: Hello, and welcome to another Vita Foods Inside Sustainability Series episode. Today, we'll be talking about the sustainability efforts of the startup BioFood and how they became B Corp certified. I'm delighted to be joined today by Lon Bensadon, who is CSO and co-founder of BioFood. Thanks so much for joining me today, Lon.
2: Hello, Natalia. Thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast.
1: So to get us started, could you explain to our listeners more about BioFood's vision, missions, goals, and how does sustainability interlink with that?
2: Yes, sure. And Natalia, our vision is that today our diets are quite poor in key nutrients and uh, certain vitamins, minerals, polyunsaturated fatty, fatty acid, probiotic fiber, and also in phytoactives with health benefits that protect the human body against premature aging and and diseases such as cancer, for example. The food we eat should be healthier and less full of ingredients that don't provide benefits to the consumers and in many cases can have a detrimental effect on their health whenever consumed such as sugar or artificial sweeteners, for example. In Food, we are on a mission to help people eat healthier without having to sacrifice the taste we arguably humans love the most, which is sweet. And we have a very special ally in this war against sugar overconsumption and the use of these not so innocuous artificial sweeteners. And this ally is miraculin. It is a very unique protein found in an exotic West African so-called miracle berry. We have obtained the Novel Food Exclusive Authorization to commercialize our proprietary ingredient, DMB, as food supplements in the EU. It's a full-spectrum whole-fruit freeze-dried powder, that has the ability to make sour and acidic foods taste deliciously sweet without adding calories or altering the product we want to sweeten. Miraculin acts as a filter on the tongue, masking sourness, enhancing sweetness. And, you know, for us, the concept of sustainability has been part of the whole business model since the beginning of the project and the company back in 2013. When we decided that we were going to bring the huge potential of miraculin to the consumers in Europe, We realized that we had to establish a scalable and reliable supply chain from Ghana, in this case, to Europe. At this time, the few smallholders cultivating the berry had very poor resources to maintain their farms, and they couldn't meet standards to supply the quality we needed. We took the decision to avoid the use of any type of chemical, such as pesticides and fertilizers, in the farms, and we informed the farmers that the fruits with residues will not be acceptable. We first partnered with the German GIZ and the Ministry of Food and Agriculture in Ghana under the Market-Oriented Agriculture Programme, and then with the company HPW Fresh and Dry, a fruit processor, which is now a key partner and shareholder of our company. Together we help smallholders improve their production methods and train them in good agricultural practices. And we developed the SOPs together to obtain organic fruits with low microbial levels and high yields. Besides, the new farms that we have been establishing use agricultural land and restore it with a multi-cropping model where the miracle berry is being planted with coconut, banana, papaya or mango trees, as well as nitrogen-fixing plants. And we maintain 10% of this farm as a biodiversity hotspot for pollinators and other animals, for example.
1: Well, that's really great to hear all your work you're doing with the farmers to incentivize more sustainable farming practices. And I know you've recently became B Corp certified as well. Could you please explain a little bit more to our listeners? What does that mean for a company to obtain B Corp status? What are the steps involved in the process? And what advice would you give to other companies trying to reach their status as well?
2: Yes, indeed. We are um, B Corp certified and for us, it's a a great honor to be part of the growing B Corp community, which actually is formed by small startups like Biafood and big corporations like Danone, for example. Although in multinational companies, every country has to obtain its own certification by applying independently, which is something that we think is very interesting and makes sense. As we see it, it's a way to show the consumers that we do our homeworks in terms of sustainability and sustainable practices in our business models. And that the businesses not only focused on generating profit, which of course is needed, but that in the decision making, the welfare of the planet and how we exploit the resources we do business with is taken into consideration. And in my opinion, in young companies, sustainability must be imprinted in the DNA. It is not acceptable anymore to look away from how the raw materials we use are extracted. We need to be part of the solution to business as usual and not make the problem bigger. To obtain the B Corp certification is a tedious process and you have to dedicate time and efforts to it. You have to make changes in your internal organization, involve your employees, create new protocol and processes and ask yourself many, many questions about how you're really running things. Because sometimes you think you do it away and then when when you're confronted to questions, you actually see that it's the other way around. And then once you answer all the questions, you have also to submit all the documentation they ask you and you have the calls with the auditors and you enter it then into the evaluation process, which takes several months. My advice is to take it as an internal project and give it priority, and also assign a project manager to it, which will be in charge of the sustainable and ethical practices inside the company, and give this person the responsibility and resources it needs to do the job, as well as a lot of trust, because this audit touches every corner and every edge of the company.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing more with our listeners. It's definitely helpful for them to hear directly from a company that obtained the B Corp certification. And it's definitely interesting for consumers as well to be aware of the business sustainability plans and impact. Now, thinking about supply chain and your operations, how do you ensure sustainability and its three pillars of people, planet and profit are considered throughout all of your processes and collaboration efforts? Yes, in our
2: case, we have started from scratch a new supply chain from miracle berries in Ghana to a novel food ingredient pre-commercialized in Europe. So we have really given a lot of thought to how to establish the the supply chain and make make it as ethical for smallholders in West Africa as possible, which are, in our opinion, the most important part of the chain, I would say, because without them, there is no product. In the beginning, we did it on our own as entrepreneurs and a startup. I myself went to visit the farmers, in uh, South of Ghana. And I established what I would say was personal bonds and kept direct contact, for example, via WhatsApp with some of the farmers. I mentioned earlier the GIZ, which maybe uh, our listeners don't know who they are. It's a a German corporation company, which is uh, funded by the German government, but uh, which establishes in different countries and helps companies develop businesses and really try to help to develop the economy of the country by attracting both investment and talent. So the GIZ helped us very much in doing that. And thanks to their experience in the field, and we work directly with local consultants, such as Sedem Kumahor, which I would like to thank here. To have a personal contact with the field and the people working the land makes you understand very well what are their needs. And what does it take to cultivate a certain crop in a specific region? So we established a price per kilo, for example, based in, uh, in their needs and requests. And we have maintained that price ever since. We consider that this part should not be negotiable. And our task is to generate value in the transformation and the value proposition for the final customer. Then, when the company started raising money and attracted investors and strategic partners, such as HPW, we chose them carefully. HPW is a fair trade and zero waste company. They use solar and biogas in their facilities, and they use only organic cultivation practices. They are the ones establishing the new farms with multi-corping methods, for example. In this sense, we only partner and leave key activities of our business model to companies that share our vision. And make things correctly, in our opinion, or how we see things. Finally, the profit. Well, we're not there yet, but we are sure that such an amazing product, such uh, like DMB with miraculin, will have success in the market, starting with health-related applications, and we will make sure that this happens. So, for us, profit is uh, least but not last, and, and we're really working on it. That now that we have the uh, Nobel Food authorization, and we are developing our commercial plans.
1: Thanks for explaining more about the GIZ. We'll make sure to add them into the show notes for our listeners interested in learning more about them. It's also really great to hear more about your sustainability efforts and also honesty in regards to the profit pillar of sustainability. That's very refreshing. But now thinking of your consumers, tell me, how do you educate your consumers and customers about any of the lessons learned and successes from your sustainability goals and efforts?
2: Yes, so we try to educate the consumers by integrated sustainability in our value proposition. We emphasize the value of having a product that has been, for example, cultivated in its native area, in this case Ghana, providing benefit to the rural communities that have traditionally been cultivating this crop, that we use organic cultivation practices and that the product is actually free of pesticides, of heavy metals. And that the product does not contribute to deforestation, which I think it's a, a very important part of it. When you establish a new supply chain and you believe that the product can have a lot of benefit to the consumers, you also have to really keep in mind that if the product is successful in the market, we have to scale the production. And scaling production might mean affecting negatively the environment where you're cultivating it. So this is something also really you have to take in mind and that's why we decided to maintain the cultivation and, and get our supply from the indigenous country where scaling production is much easier. you don't need fertilizer you can, maybe you, some companies would use it but you don't need pesticides and there are other ways to tackle, for example, the pests such as the fruit fly that affects not only our fruit but also many other tropical fruits. And yeah, you know, consumers are looking for natural and sustainable products, and they trust products with a certification like organic, fair trade, and and companies also with certification like B Corp, capable of demonstrating with real content, and I'm talking about marketing, and maybe later we can talk also about, about that, that they are trying to do things right. And I say trying, because sometimes it's not so easy to do it. But you need to try and you need also to demonstrate that you're trying, not only saying that you're doing it, but also showing how you're doing it.
1: Yes, I guess leading by example, doing more than just saying, well, thank you so much, Lon, for taking the time to talk with us today. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience before we end the show?
2: I think that we need to be very honest. Yes, I want to emphasize on on honesty not only with our consumers, but also with ourselves as entrepreneurs, in my case, or as businessmen and women, of the challenges of having a profitable business with extremely sustainable practices, taking it to the extreme, because it's very important that we're not only on the surface and only just as a tool to convince customers that we are, are doing things right. We really need to go to the extreme and do it as good as it gets. And it's sometimes difficult to compete with companies that are not spending resources and giving importance to having a positive impact on the planet and the stakeholders in the supply chains. I think that marketing is the most powerful tool to achieve our goal of showing our efforts to our uh, community, our potential uh, clients and customers, but also not only our successes, but also our pains in succeeding in in having 100% sustainable businesses. I also think that the consumer will always favor companies with values and purpose, trying to do things right and showing it, than others who don't do anything. You know, consumers are are changing, are asking for better companies, and young companies like us have a very big opportunity to lead the way and to make other multinationals change their practices. And that's how we're doing
1: it. Well, that's a really great way of ending the show. Consumers are changing. Consumers are demanding better practices. And yes, honesty, it's definitely important. Uh, sometimes you can learn much more from going through failures rather than just looking at success stories it's a very hard industry to succeed in being an entrepreneur and making that so yes i mean congratulations on becoming B corp certified and thank you so much for joining us today lon
2: thank you very much
1: Thank you. And thank you also to our listeners for tuning in. If you're interested in learning more about BioFood, make sure to check out their website that's available in the hyperlink in the show notes. And that's it for now. And see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to check the show notes that will
0: allow you to link to the information discussed in today's podcast, as well as any sponsorship opportunities. The Vita Foods Insights Sustainability Series podcast happens monthly. So be sure to stay tuned, subscribe, and even suggest the series to a friend.